Is it recording? Yes. Howdy! Oh, no. And welcome to Semi Cantriolo, a Casa Violo brand production. <laughs> I don't think you can say that with a straight face. There is no brand. I was a trained actor. A trained actor? Trained actor. I received training and I was an actor. You were in like a couple of high school plays. Yeah, like 12 of them. I was in a college play too. Does that count? I was in a number of college plays. I don't know, actually. Mm. Did they pay you to go to college? No. No, I've seen your student loan debt. Fair. I was paid to act at a theme park. That was your that was your summer job. Yeah, but doesn't that count? If we're talking like trained actor, trained professional actor. If you get paid to do something, you're professional. I don't think you're a professional. How do you define professional, then? We are way off topic. It's true. Because um, we're not professional podcasters? <laughs> we're definitely not getting paid for this. This podcast is sponsored today by absolutely no one. We'll just see if Savino will <laughs> sponsor it. That is the Prosecco we like. <laughs> it's, it's a good price. You usually get bottle club points at Goody Goody for it. Maybe Goody Goody will sponsor us. Uh, they should. They, they they do know us. Yeah. They definitely do. <laughs> um, so, we're weak, huh? Uh, oh, man. It's, not, it's, it's one of those weird <gasps> ones where it, fe- where it felt so busy and just, uh, and like stressful, but then you look back like, what actually changed or happened? And the answer is not that much. Yeah, nothing really. We did not get much accomplished. Um, it just felt so much worse. <laughs> I mean, I worked, um, my ex- an extra shift this week, so instead of working four tens, I worked, I, I pretty much worked four tens and an eight, but, um, the stress came on Wednesday. I got home from work. I usually beat you um, if I leave. Just to she, think... she does because she loves me. Not, not that kind of beat. Like, <laughs> such an idiot. <laughs> Only because she cares. <laughs> I love you so much. Spouse abuse is funny. No one else will ever love you. No, um, I usually beat you home from work. Um, I, I don't really want to say that. Thanks, babe. Um, so Wednesday was kind of no different. Um, so there is a card for a constable on our door with call me ASAP. And I'm a little freaked. I'm like, we didn't do anything, but, you know, you still never know. And yeah, maybe, maybe there's some strange laws in Parker County that we're not aware of. I don't know. I, so I call, and of course it's after 5 o'clock, so I get an answering machine. And so, obviously, we stress about it all night. Because the weirdest thing was on his card is, like, deputy constable, and it's, like, environmental crimes. Like, what environmental crime is going on? I mean... We live across the street from a factory. And we live down the street from a from a diesel repair shop. So now we're concerned that they're trying to inform us of something the factory has done, or they're going to ask us questions if we've seen anything, they're investigating, and then we're worried about our well and wondering if something contaminants are getting dumped into the ground. Like, it spiraled. Yeah, now there was a... 
And then so he couldn't. So we called him. Yeah, I Thursday. Called, I called Thursday morning, and he said, "Asked what the papers were about." He said, "I don't know. They're in the truck. Like, wouldn't tell me." And was trying to just say he had a he needed to serve us and needed a time to drop them off. So then I freaked even more. Like, what are we getting served for? We haven't done anything. We've lived here like six two weeks? months. Yeah, six like, to eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's nothing we could be. I don't know. You know, like maybe someone had finally caught up with us from like one of our old gambling debts or something from back <laughs> in Connecticut. Or, what gambling debt? Uh, just trying neither to make a good us, story. Oh, okay. I was like, neither one of us gamble. Um, we went to Vegas and lost 12 cents, remember? <laughs> I played a couple rounds of poker at uh, in Connecticut. Yeah, that's true. At the Mohegan Sun or whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he still can't come out Thursday because both of us are at work all day until past 5. So he agrees to come out Friday because you were off between 8 and 8.30. Yeah. So, of course, then I stress about it all day Thursday, because now I know we're getting served with something. Um, he, you're still saying, I'm not, we haven't done anything. I'm like, well, I know, but, like, that doesn't mean anything. It, it means we haven't done anything. And so, well, why would I have reason to serve his papers? For, for a minute, I thought of just a long con, and it was, like, the most inventive divorce paper service he'd, we'd ever come up with. You know, like, are you sure? I mean, you were so stressed that, you know, I only thought of like 30 seconds. Like, oh man, this is how she gets me. But then, <laughs> you, then you were stressed about it too. So like, okay, it's probably not getting divorced. It's um, probably fine. You really thought I would serve you that way? I don't know. How, how would you do it? I'd probably have him wait at Goody Goody on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, they can't get into my plans. So. <laughs> so yeah, they can't get into your work. Because it's secure. And you always get a goody-goody on Thursdays to get the weekly, like, wine and alcohol run. <laughs> I was like, look, he'll be there about, what, 5.30, 6 o'clock, like, <laughs> just wait for him. That would, the set parties would probably work, too. Although, I wouldn't really want that. I'd want you to make it home with, like, the, the wine load, like, going. Yeah, no, that Because if you problem. got served, like... Going to goody goody. Then I just buy myself a bunch of whiskey to go get sad with and like <laughs> screw you and your rose. No prosecco for you. Moving on. Well, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, so I was yesterday was Friday, so I'm scrubbed into a big surgery um, where I know I'm gonna be in this room for well the next like eight hours with a lunch break and stuff and. I finally, like, I couldn't take it anymore, like, 9.30, and I had, like, another person, I was like, hey, can I keep checking, I had someone keep checking my phone, and you hadn't called. Mm -mm. So I was like, if he's not calling me, is it because it's something he doesn't want to put in a text message, like, we need to talk about it? And then I was freaking out even more. Mm. Happens. Yeah. And um, turns out that nobody in Parker County does anything on time. Yeah, like, they, it's weird how much, how island time is to country time <laughs> so I you know get a break in the case and I call you and you it's a, an hour past when he said he would come out here and he hasn't so yeah so after you finish just shouting at me um, I wasn't shouting at you <laughs> I know I was playing she would never shout at me she loves me um, <laughs> I would totally shout at you <laughs> 
So I, I called him and said, hey, would it be easier if I came and got these from you? And he said, oh, yeah, I guess that would work. And um, it, please please don't think I'm I'm just giving him the generic country accent. That's actually kind of what he sounds like. So, <laughs> um, so I drove up. So I drive up there. And he's uh, looking at me and says, oh, and you're... Um, I'm trying to think of a name that's not the name. That's not also not my name. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of names. Steve? He said, you're Arthur? And I said, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. And, this, and so he, keep, he keeps going. Like, he comes out with his clipboard and the paper. And he's like, hey, Arthur. I'm like, no, I'm not Arthur. And so it's, finally the third time I say, sir, I'm not Arthur. And I give him my name. And he said, wait, what? I said, uh, we bought the house from Arthur about eight weeks Six ago. Six weeks ago. Eight weeks ago, Six yeah. Eight weeks ago, we bought that house. I said, oh, well, I've got to serve Arthur papers. Like, well, Arthur's in Kansas now. Yeah, um, we know they moved. They moved. I don't know their address. I don't have any contact for him. Can I get your email address? It's like, well, if guys been working on our computers for a month, there was a hack. Like, okay, man. I'm sure it's nothing that y'all did clicking on weird links. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just look. <laughs> It was ridiculous, so I walked out and I texted you and said... Yeah, it uh, wasn't for us, it was for Arthur. It wasn't for us, it was for Arthur. And then I texted the realtor and said, hey... So I emailed the realtor. Right, because we were concerned, because we were like, well, this guy's bet, like, you know, his business cards is environmental crimes, and someone is trying to serve papers to the people we bought the house from, like... For environmental crimes. Right. Did they not disclose something to us? And now, like, there's something that happened on the property or contaminating something that we didn't know about? Because, I mean, we had a well water test, and the well water test was fine. But they had the well water, I mean, yeah. But, you know, you start thinking about it. Yeah, you start um, wondering, like, were they, like... Charging people fees to like come dump batteries or something, or yeah. And it turns out it was none of that. He is. Just, it was like a civil suit for something. Yeah. And he is just. I guess the environmental crimes unit is very slow, so he was helping other units like serve papers. So it was a long, drawn out, stressful two days yeah. where I thought, why does the deputy want to talk to us? Is something going on with our property? Is something going on with the factory across the road? To, oh my God, someone wants to serve us papers. Like, what did we do? Like, I haven't done anything. I don't think you've done anything. Why are they serving us papers? To, hey, those papers aren't for you. And it was a civil issue with someone. We don't even know. But like... Nothing about, nothing about us, nothing about the house, nothing, nothing environmental. We're all good. So. Just 48 hours of stress. And it's yeah. good for you. It builds character. Yeah. You know, nothing like, you know, stressing about something you can't control and worrying. And... Yeah, I was fine. You were stressed. It's true. I was a stress bundle. <laughs> Shut up. Practically vibrating with stress. <laughs> kind of the opposite i was pretty stressed he was like we haven't done anything there's nothing it's there's nothing to worry about i mean that's fine you're right so wait oh you you done messed up you said that on a recording but it was, no it's true you in this case you were right there was nothing to stress about that doesn't really help it was going to stress anyway but yeah. maybe yeah. next time we get something that could be stressful we can take it a little easier 
Or not. Or not. I would just, you know, I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> anyway, the other thing was, is, I mean, we are so busy at work. It's the end of the year. People are, they've met their deductibles, and so they want their procedures done before the end of the year. So elective surgery gets really busy in December and November, honestly, but we're slammed at work. We're short people. Obviously, there's a lot of COVID in the hospital right now, so beds are scarce. Like, it's it's a daily, it's a daily thing right now in the hospital, especially the big level two trauma center. I think we're trying to become level one actually, but anyway, um, try between trying to get all these cases done for the end of the year and staffing, and it's it's a mess. But anyway, the point of that was is that we were. Um, we were given the tentative close date of Friday. So, I we, and we didn't even hear anything about the close date, finally, for like two weeks, until Wednesday. And <laughs> I go up to my supervisor, and I'm like, look, I know we're slammed. I know we are. But, like, the, mortgage, the title company closes at 5. The last appointment they have available is 4. I can't just ask to go home early because they'll be like, oh, there's nobody. Sorry, there's nobody. Like, you can't just leave. You're in a room taking care of, you know, a patient scrubbing a surgery. So, I was like, normally I'm, I'm five, I leave at five o'clock. So, I'm like, can I be put on the schedule as leaving at three o'clock so I can get there? Because otherwise, I'm just going to call out for the whole day. I mean, that's the only way to actually guarantee that I'd be able to leave on time is just a call out which is terrible but um so they're like oh no we'll, we'll, we'll work with you you know we at least want you the first eight hours you know get rooms going in the morning I'm like okay then of course things change things happen you know it's all they ever do it's uh so then Wednesday it must have been early mm-hmm Wednesday, like 10-ish, like yeah. you know, we started getting texts like, well, the buyer has practice. Yeah, previous commitments. Previous commitments. And can you close Thursday? So then <laughs> I have to go back to my supervisor. I'm like, uh, just kidding about Friday. How about Thursday instead? I need to go at 3. Like, can you please make this happen? Change it on the schedule. Otherwise, tomorrow I'm calling out. And usually we're more short-staffed on Fridays than we are Thursdays. So... Is your supervisor back yet or just still your interim supervisor? It's interim. So it's not even the full supervisor. Dang. Yeah. Um, my supervisor had surgery. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So I'm like, hey! I'm either calling out tomorrow or you can make it to where I can leave at 3. Um, guaranteed. So, that happened. And... We get to the title company. The buyer has still not been there. Yeah. Coming in from out of town. Now doesn't think they can make it until 6 to sign the papers. Which we're like, that was an option? Because if it was yeah, 6... Yeah, that, that was an option. Like, yeah, neither I, one of us would have taken time. Yeah, I wouldn't have had to take get off two hours early and beg to rearrange my schedule if we could have come in at 6. You would have had to wreck, like, because you did extra this week, so you gave up some of that over. You know, I did. Overtime. I got off two hours early, but those were two hours of straight overtime. So. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Thanks, Ben. I um, mean, when you look at the money made by selling a house, it's probably okay. 
Well, I don't know. We haven't seen the money yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, well, uh, now I'm jumping around in the storyline, but... That is true. So, they were going to, because we had a cash offer, a cash buyer, um, they were going to wire the money. Well, the wire cutoff is 430 so they didn't see any yet for Thursday. Right. So we signed all the papers and said, and they're like, we're not going to file these till we have the money. We're like, we understand. Like, we don't, we know this isn't selling the house. This is, we've signed all the papers to sell the house, but you're not going to file anything until you have the money. I mean, part of the contract is once the money has changed hands, like you can't execute the contract until the money has changed hands. Right. Right. So the buyer did not wire the money on Thursday. They signed everything. And that we were told they wired the money Friday morning, but with holds on that type of thing based on how much like they're trying to wire. Friday, money never came through. Um, I know the title company was asking them if they had a receipt for it. Um, yeah. So we have signed everything, but we are waiting to receive the money. Hope you wired it to the right spot. I think once you wire it, like, there's no take-backs, you know? Well, that's why when we bought the house and had to wire, like, funds, they the closing, yeah. or the down payment, that's what it was. When we bought the house and had to wire the down payment, they were, like, super, watch out for wire fraud, this is exactly what you need. Our bank called us and made sure that's what we wanted. Like, it was a big like, deal. Like, we talked to them on the phone, like, through with three different entities, like, yeah. going through. It was a big stuff. deal. Like, yeah, there's no take-backs. Like, oh, there's money in the account that's from the wire. Yeah. Yeah, so now we're thinking that maybe the funds won't come through till Monday, which is kind of what? What happened to this house? Exactly. We closed on this house on a Friday. They were, I think, I mean, we talked about this in whatever podcast episode that was that week. But yeah, we closed on Friday, signed all the papers, like, but the funds... Because of the time of day and the sellers hadn't signed some stuff yet, yeah. the funds weren't going to be available till Monday, so we couldn't have the keys until until then. So we spent the weekend working on the outside of the house, but we couldn't get in. So, yeah, that was a. Uh, so I, I guess the same thing is going around. We 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 signed all the papers on Thursday. It was supposed to be wired Friday morning. We haven't seen anything yet. So. So we might be selling our old house. I mean, there's a good chance. High I mean, probably. Probably. They signed, the buyer signed everything. But yeah. it's also why we did not order anything. Well, you ordered a bender. I ordered a pipe bender. I ordered a, I, not a pipe, a pole. Top rail. Rail bender. Well, so we, last week we were talking about um, the chicken tractors and how... Buying a $7,500 one was not going to happen. Not, not right now, no. What? No, not ever. That's a lot. Not ever? Um. Anyway, we talked about how we were going to try it. We looked at turning the old pavilion into one. It just, that wasn't going to happen either with the weight and how that sunk into the ground. Um, and then we even talked about greenhouses versus high tunnels and how we'd like some high tunnels. Well... Then we did design the chicken coop. We threw around a lot of ideas, like obviously the pavilion. Then we even talked about ordering like those big outdoor dog kennels. Yeah. And like adding like some siding to it and adding like, a roof and roofing material. Roofing and materials like... and laying nesting boxes. Yeah. And by the time we did all that, I mean, that was like 
$1,500. I mean, for the size kennels we were looking at, which yeah. is basically just chain link fence and a door and, you know, the And then having the to build a roof frame. and then... Yeah, kind of reinforce the frame. Yeah. So we decided that the hoop a house idea would be kind of nice because we can use the same hoop vendor and the way we build it to do the chicken coop as we can the high tunnels. Yep. And so we're, so we've got that, the pole bender, like shout out to bootstrap farmer. Um, yeah. it's my first time buying from them, but I've been reading a lot of their stuff and I like their hydro. I like the hydroponics they've gone, they have the seed mats. Um, it all looks to be good stuff. I haven't tried any of it yet. You like their greenhouse design too. The greenhouse design, I like how how open source they are about it. Like, hey, here's all the plants. Here's how we do it. Though know, they're very much the uh, they're out to help farmers. If, if you want to buy from them, great. I mean, there's a couple of things that I think this pipe bender. Uh, I didn't see any other really options. So I mean, I'm glad I bought something from them. I wish I hadn't been out of the cross connect straps, but. Uh, but yeah, so we're buying, so we've got the pipe better coming so I can finish the drawing because I can't quite make the math work in, uh, on paper until I see what the actual radius is, right? But we've kind of priced it out and, you know, it's not going to be terrible. No, it's not $7,500. It's not half that. It's not a quarter of that. So Yeah, no. Um, um, it is, you know, labor, but that's what what we do we didn't pay anyone to put up our fence we just spent a weekend doing that ourselves we yeah. don't just try not to pay for anyone to do much of anything especially God, that stupid bathroom remodel in the old house that took us like it took over a year but we did it all ourselves except for capping the gas line we had the plumbers do that i thought i was gonna blow myself up yeah i mean that's probably a good call not blowing yourself up Although right now I'm not sure what your life insurance policy is. I'm going to have to check on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think this week is, well, hopefully the funds come through on Monday. Um, pay off the credit card bill. The one that, like the zero interest one that we put the zero turn on. Yeah. Yeah, I want to pay that off because the interest doesn't start on that till February. But, you know. And then we can get the supplies ordered for that chin coop. Yep. And then that'll give me something to do for <clears throat> my weeks off in December. Oh, yeah. I, I forget like, that you get time off during the holidays. I got like, in, like a normal job. <laughs> I have like, no, I pick up one of the days. I've gotten like off for five days and then I work for one day and then I'm off for another six days. I pick up that Tuesday. Don't talk to me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 it's still, it's way better than what you have, like, I think you're working Christmas and New Year's? I am, yeah. Because, well, that's because you're such a, a kind heart, <laughs> kind soul, and pick up Christmas for someone. I have picked up every Christmas that I've worked here. We only have to work Christmas every three years? Three years. I have picked up every year because we don't have kids, I don't really care about Christmas morning, I like spending time with them. It's an easy shift. It's time and a half. It's six to three. Like, I'm fine with it. So I pick up Christmas every year for someone with kids. Like, it, I do. I'm 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 an asshole probably. So I'm repenting, you know, for some stuff. <laughs> is this a little tiny golden heart moment for the Grinch every year? Grinch. 
The Grinch lets those little who bastards change him in the end. Like, I am going to remain true to myself. I don't like Christmas. So, but that's, that's something else entirely. Sorry about the noise. It's coming off the phone recording. I just mm-hmm. realized it. It's on silent. So. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm working Christmas and New Year's. You're off for, like, all of it. Well, I'm working like, the 29th. Oh. Let us all remember the heroes. Um. So, what else, babe? Uh, you know what we need to do? We need to get the lemon tree dug up and into a pot. Ooh. Yeah, like a big one. You mean the one that's already dead? It's dead? No, I don't think it is. Because but... that lemon tree looked really good before all of the frost, and then you tried to put that tarp on it. Yeah. Which I told you it needed a cold shell, and you were like, the tarp's fine. I sound just like that, too. You usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, spe- we're speaking of lost plants. I think we lost Grandpa Pepper. No, Grandpa Pepper was like two years old. Grandma Pepper's full of fire ants. Ew, fuck fire ants. I hate fire ants. There's nothing to do about them in a pot. I mean, normally... Wait, wasn't it in your shed? Yeah. So there's fire ants all in the shed? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. I don't think there's fire ants all in the shed. Like, they don't just live not in the dirt. Okay. How do you get fire ants in it? Well, it was in the yard and fire ants got into it. I know, but I didn't see any in there. I didn't see them when I moved them into the shed. When I pulled them back out of the shed, uh, there was a bunch of angry fire ants in the bottom. That's what happened to those tomatoes. Like, remember when we, like... Oh, we tried... Twenty fifteen. Yeah. We planted those tomatoes in the like pots in mom's backyard and then like fire ants got into the freaking buckets the tomatoes were in. Yeah. I hate fire ants. I have a great solution for fire ants, but you can't really do that in a plastic bucket. I mean you could, you just won't ever get to use it for anything else. <laughs> I didn't know that this wasn't normal. But like um, growing up, my dad, the fire ant mounds, my dad poured gasoline on them, lit a match, and tossed it. So, like, that's pretty country sounding, probably. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, he's from Lubbock, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I thought it was completely normal to just pour some gasoline on fire ants and light a match. No. Well, I don't know. If, from my experience, it was not. It was. Yeah. It he... was the most redneck thing I'd ever seen at that point. <laughs> Uh, okay, not the most. Yeah, it had been come the on mo- now. It had been. It was out there. It was. It was pretty redneck as far as I was concerned. Well, I didn't. I don't know how you'd never seen that. Like, it was completely normal in my household. My mom would pour, um, you know, like the cream of wheat, the farina cereal mm-hmm. on them, because apparently, if they eat the grains of it, the grains like puff up, you know, and they kind of like explode from mm-hmm. the inside or something. So my mom would pour the farina on them. And then you're supposed to, like, take the granules back to the queen, too, or something. I don't remember. I guess we try that on the pod. Yeah, I don't remember if that actually worked. It might have. I don't know. Dad's method was, like, I mean, that really worked. Yeah, that really works. 
Got to win in a match. You don't see fire ants in the area again for a few years. Like that's one thing I noticed since we did that to that to the house to the last house. I burned fire ant piles. You'd burn them, but then you wouldn't see like a fire ant pile come back to that general area for a couple of years. Well, maybe the Burnsville ant corpses were like <laughs> my own little like Vlad the Impaler village, like people on sticks. Like, don't come here, ants. We don't tolerate. We don't take kind of ants around here. You will burn and die. And if you're living up north and you have no idea what fire ants like feel like, it sucks. Yeah. They bite you and it burns and stings. I remember my mom used to make a paste of like baking soda and like water and like put it on our fire ant bites. Uh, my grandma was always emu oil. What oil? Emu. Like, oil, oil of emu. I don't think I've ever heard of that, but okay. You don't remember the great emu craze? Mm-mm. It was like when I was, you would have been like 14. I remember yeah. like, oh, that's when everyone wanted them as like pets. Yeah. Or like emu farms. I remember that. There were that. emu farms and then that same time, like, because I had, I had a couple of uncles that got into it. They also like emu oil and that was supposed to be this amazing thing that it made everything better. Emu oil, emu oil. Where did that come from? They squeezed the emus and got oil? Yeah. <laughs> Just like olives? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure which part of the emu <laughs> made the emu oil. Like, if you had to cook them down and render them, or... Ew, maybe it was like their sweat glands? Oh, no. Maybe it was saliva. Do emus have sweat glands? I mean, they have to. Do birds sweat? I don't know. Go out there and see what the chickens pant a lot when it's hot. Yeah, I don't think they sweat, though. But the dogs, and the dogs pant a lot, because they don't have sweat glands. Yeah. I don't know where you get emu oil. Yeah, I don't know where, I don't know which part of the emu you squeeze the oil. <laughs> um, um, and now yeah. I'm full of Questions? Despair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something to look up. Yeah, let me write on here, show note, emu oil, where? <laughs> which, which part of the emu gets oiled? Um, yeah, exactly, I don't know. But anyway, ours is a paste of baking soda and water. And fire ants, like, oh, they're big welts and they're red and they sting and they itch. They yeah. itch. That's not fun. Mm-mm. And they'll just keep biting you, like, over and over. Yeah, like, they have no chill. Like, it's not like a wasp where you get it once and then they're dead. Like, the fire ant will just work its way down. Oh, it's just going <sighs> to keep biting you. Like, yeah. every step. It's, it's not fun. I highly suggest throwing gasoline on them and writing, lighting a match, but you know, safely. I can't actually tell anyone to do that because. Uh, or if there's a burn ban going. Yeah, I don't know. That no one burn any of your stuff down. Lighting fire ants on fire. I mean, unless I'm a, the fire I'm ants. I'm a professional. Are... <laughs> I mean, unless the fire ants are. Also, I was going to make some political and burning stuff no, down joke, but I guess that's I probably not good, yeah. Probably not good, yeah. But, no, we poured gas on it, and you made sure you didn't trail the gas back to the gas can, and then you went and you took the gas can and set it, like, 15 feet away, you know? Yeah. And then... Make sure it was upwind. Yeah. You stood over it and just lit the match and tossed it down. Like, uh, and then... And it was satisfying. Yeah. Satisfying. And they burn. Yeah. And then you don't go in a house or anything. Like, you wait for the fire to put itself out. 
if the grass next to it catches fire, you stomp that down. Yeah. Like, Hopefully but, there's no dog turds around. But, oh man. But usually, like, fire ants are not in dead grass season. Like, they're in spring and, you know, a lot of the summer where, like, we've gotten a lot of rain and I swear after every rain, like, another fire ant mound would pop up. But, anyway, we can't burn them on a plant that's in a bucket. Unless we just want to melt the bucket and kill the plant, which, I mean, at I that mean the plants point, are gone anyway. But I don't really like the smell of burning plastic. No. So that maybe the environmental crimes guy will come, come back. It's like, ah, you're burning plastic. Oh, no. This time it's about us for real. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'd be back. Oh, no. Um, anyway, the point of that was Getting the lemon tree out of the ground and into a pot. So Man, that was a long diversion. Okay. Yeah, it happens. It happens. So, getting the lemon tree out of a pot, or out of the ground, into a pot, and maybe putting it in the laundry room or something. Do we have a, we have to go get a pot, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have a spare pot. No, it needs to be a bigger one, for sure. Yeah. Maybe on wheels, because it'll be heavy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that stuff's finally on sale. You know, it's the end of the year. Yeah, it's winter. Who's planting? Yeah. Uh, anything else going on this week? This coming week? I think I've got to get you firewood for a social event. <laughs> a social event. I'm having one friend come over. Yeah. It's the first time using the fire pit, though. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the first time using the fire pit. I'm excited about that. We should have used it before, but... Still We're no, lazy. Still no chairs for it. Yeah, I just have to carry the chairs down from the patio set. It's not like it's that far. It's like, what, 50 feet or something? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. But. Because I have to go buy a chainsaw today. You're not buying a chainsaw! But we need you it! You don't need a chainsaw. How, you, how am I supposed to get you firewood for your fire without a chainsaw? You don't need a chainsaw. I don't know how many times I want a chainsaw. I, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. We'll talk about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I, the main thing this week is going to get everything ordered for the chicken tractor, I think, and start that process. Chicken tractor, then look at, you know. Then the stuff for the, the high tunnels, yeah. Stuff for the high tunnels. Since, maybe, maybe since the already have the bender. What? Maybe a farm truck. A farm truck? Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Maybe a farm pot. Mm-mm. Knock it off with your farm bot. Maybe a uh, air rifle. What? Hell a gun. For the deer? For the armadillo that keeps digging in our backyard. What do you think makes those mounds of dirt to the dogs have been marking? I don't know. Gophers? <laughs> Gophers or armadillo. Something's going to get shot. Okay. I think we're done here. <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you for joining us here at <laughs> Semi-Fendriolo, a Casa de Yolo production. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, please visit our website, casadeolo.com. Go to the contact page. I don't think we have a Gmail. I think you just have to email us through that one. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm not actually sure what it's through. I think it's it's email at casadeolo.com. Email at casadeolo.com. But, like... No one is emailed no except emailed. Instagram to update their terms and services on the page that we have not posted anything on. We're really good at the social media stuff. Yeah, we're preeminent brand builders. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Bye. <laughs>